0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Swoosh Podcast. I'm Jake.
1: And I'm also Jake. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. So today we have a special interview. We have former MLB pitcher Scott Bales. What's going on, Scott? How are you?
2: Just watching some football.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, and we're ready to get started. So Jake, we'll start you off with other questions.
0: What got you interested in baseball?
2: Um, shoot. It was a few years ago, Jake. Um... I it's just I have a brother that's about a year younger than I am and it's one of the things you could just go out in the front street or in the backyard and play catch and throw pop-ups to each other and take turns swinging wiffle ball bats so as as young as we that I can remember we we played baseball but we also played soccer and hockey and football and basketball too
1: were you always a pitcher? Or did you did you play around the field when you were little?
2: I, I did other things. Um, you know, growing up, I played first base. I played center field all the way through high school. When I wasn't pitching, um, I just found out I wasn't a great hitter by the time I got to college.
1: Were there any MLB players you idolized growing up?
2: The, my I grew up part of the time when i was about your age i lived in new jersey i'm in missouri now i've been here since a long time ago but when i lived in new jersey my favorite team because we we're real close was the philadelphia phillies um right across the river kind of and and my idol growing up was i'm sure a guy you've never heard of named steve carlton
1: oh i have my dad has his signature
2: yeah i do too and i ha- I actually have one of his old gloves too he gave me so what was cool when i was your age i watched steve carlton he was my idol and then in 1986 in cleveland my rookie year guess who signed to come and play in cleveland steve carlton was it fun him yeah it was awesome because he was my childhood idol and made uh, in my mind, the best left-handed pitcher of all time. So I got to watch him as a kid, and then I got to be on his team for a year. So that was one of the coolest things ever.
1: So our next question is, in college you attended both St. Louis Community College and Missouri State. What made you chose both of those schools for each reason you chose each school?
2: Uh, Yeah, I hate to admit it, but when I, out of high school, at Parkview High School, in Spring, here in Springfield, Missouri, I only had two choices where I could go to college. One was Missouri State, and one was a junior college. So I actually went to the Missouri State, which at the time was called Southwest Missouri State. Now it's called MSU. Um, I went there my freshman year. Um, It was my only offer to play baseball, and then I kind of, my freshman year in college, I made a big jump, started throwing harder and got better, so I went to a junior college my second year, and then after that, I had a chance to go to like Florida or Texas or Arkansas, but instead I got drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I went ahead and signed. In
0: 1982, you were drafted by the Pirates, so what was it like getting drafted and that whole draft process like?
2: Well, you know, it was so different than Jake, because there were no cell phones, it wasn't online, they didn't follow the draft on ESPN, I don't even think we had ESPN, to be honest with you, but anyway, um, so you didn't know until a team called you, like, the next day and said, hey, we drafted you, you didn't know, you couldn't even follow it live, so... It was kind of weird because you hoped you were going to get drafted, but you didn't know for sure. And I wasn't one of those first or second round draft picks. You know, I didn't know for sure if I'd get drafted, but I did. I got a call a couple days later, said, we're the Pirates. We drafted you and um, got on a plane and went to Bradenton, Florida. So,
1: actually, three years after you were drafted, you were traded to the Indians. What's, like, the whole process of getting traded like, and how did you find out?
2: Yeah, that was kind of cool because at the time, the Pittsburgh Pirates were really good, and the Cleveland Indians were terrible. So, when I got traded, I was actually what they called a player to be named later, The Pirates got a player from the Indians. His name was Dale Barra. He was a shortstop. And in return, the Indians got a player to be named later, which means the Indians got a list of like 10 players in their minor leagues, and they were able to go and scout and look and pick one of them. And I was the guy that got picked. So you don't really know. You're the player to be named later. I think it was almost a month after the major league trade. But it worked out good because when you're with a really bad major league team, more guys get a chance to move up through the minor leagues and get to the big leagues. And I really think if I wouldn't have gotten traded in the minor leagues, I may have never played in the in the big leagues. So it worked out really good. In
0: 1986, you made your debut with the Cleveland Indians. So what was that major league level like? Well, it was unbelievable. I mean, you know, as a five year old, ten
2: year old, all those ages you watch baseball and you think about playing sports, but in my mind I was I wasn't gonna do that. That was for other guys in Florida or California or Texas, but not in Missouri. So, you know, I just I just kinda kept playing baseball. And then when I got a chance to get drafted with the Pirates, I went, I get traded. And for the first time ever, I went to major league spring training with the Indians. And, and that's kind of a big deal because if you're with the minor league guys in spring training, you probably have zero chance of getting to the big leagues. But I went with the big league team, had a really good spring training. And the last day of spring training, I remember they called me in the office and almost everyone had been sent to the minor leagues except me. And they called me in, and I thought they were going to say, hey, good spring training, but we need to send you to the minor leagues now. And they called me in, the, the manager and the general manager in, in Tucson, Arizona, and they go, hey, uh, good spring training, you're going to go with us. And I didn't even know what that meant. I said, where? And they said, to Baltimore. I go, why baltimore and they said we open up our season there tomorrow you made the team and so i had to go back in the clubhouse pack my bags get on a bus go to the airport with the team and get on a plane to baltimore i didn't even have a chance to call my parents because we didn't have cell phones to tell them until i landed in baltimore that day that night really late so it was awesome and i remember the coolest thing was We got to the stadium in Baltimore and sitting down in the locker room, I just sat there for about an hour looking at my brand new uniforms with my name on them and it was, I couldn't believe it. It was really cool. It felt
1: like you dreamed of your whole childhood and then it's like right in front of your eyes and feel like you're just like dreaming,
2: right? Yeah, it was like a dream, but I never really thought about it my whole life because I really never thought I was always the littlest guy on my team. You know, luckily I was left-handed. That helps. But I was now, you know, I wasn't the best pitcher on my team in high school. I wasn't the best pitcher on my team in college. In the minor leagues, there were always guys better. But um, so I never really let myself dream that I would be a major league player until I got on that plane to, to Baltimore.
1: What do you think, like, in your major league career was your favorite stadium you ever played at?
2: Um, always Fenway Park um and i know you guys want me to say yankee stadium well i'm a Mets fan because i hate the yankees but that's just what they make you do when you're in their division you learn as a young player you got to hate the yankees but no number one was fenway park number two was yankee stadium but of course you guys know it was the old yankee stadium not the new one now um But those places, I remember even during batting practice in Yankee Stadium, the people in right field would just yell at you the whole batting practice. And then during the game, if you're out in the bullpen, they'd they'd make chants and they'd know your name and they'd chant your name until you turn around and wave at them. Then they all waved at you. But, But they were good fans and they loved baseball. But, yeah, no one really liked the Yankees when you play against them. Hey, and speaking of the Mets, you guys just took my favorite shortstop from the Indians. Yeah, it
1: was very exciting. I was very excited about that.
2: That's very sad for the for Cleveland. Lindor was a great player, and I I was hoping he'd stay there his whole career, but they can't afford him, so he had to move on.
0: So after you retired, you found Sports World. Tell us more about that.
2: It's a really cool place. I kind of started it while I was playing, Jake. And I think it was one of the first ones in Missouri, and now you guys probably know where they're at. They're all over the place. Indoor training, indoor batting cages, indoor pitching mounds. The reason I built it while I was playing is we really, even at Missouri State University, they didn't have hardly anywhere to practice in the winter. Didn't have any turf fields. Didn't They had one indoor batting cage that was terrible, but it didn't have a mound in it. So since I was from Missouri, I built this place called Sports World. Um, It had batting cages. It had a video game arcade. It had a miniature golf course. And I just kind of liked hanging out there. And I could pitch. I made real play mounds that were very similar to the ones in Cleveland. So I could practice there and not have to um, go to Arizona for spring training real early. I could stay at home for a while.
1: So you actually worked with the Cardinals for eight years as the director of development. So what was that experience like, and what was that like job like?
2: You guys, you guys do your research. That's good stuff. Hey, um, I worked for the Cardinals, and actually I'm still on their payroll. Um, they didn't play last summer because of COVID, but we televise about 20 games a year on TV kind of just locally. And I do the color commentary for the Cardinals games. They're all 20 or home games. It's a lot of fun. It gets me to go to the ballpark a few times a year. So I like it. And hopefully this year we go back to broadcasting games, Um, but director of development, they kind of hired me right when the double a franchise came to Springfield. I'm going to admit it just because I used to play major league baseball But they'd have me uh, talk to people, show them our suites, uh, show them different ways they could put advertisements on the billboard. Because since I play baseball and I'm from this town, most of the people, I know a lot of the people and they know my face. So it's kind of a nice job, but I have to admit quietly, I'm not a huge Cardinal fan.
0: This year, you started a new role at Ballparks in America, so how did that transition during this pandemic like?
2: The, that place, I don't know if you guys, you guys both play baseball? We play literally. Well, to, from 10 to 14-year-olds, come to Branson, Missouri, which is not far from my house at all, and they built these five replica fields. There's uh, St. Louis Field, that looks like Busch Stadium, there's uh, Boston field that looks like uh, Fenway Park. There's uh, Chicago field that look. They're just little rep mini replicas, but they're all turf. They have great lights, and they like the one. The Chicago field has ivy on the outfield wall. They made them really cool. You guys will have to go online and look at ballparksofamerica.com. dot If you're a kid your age, it is the coolest place. We have dorms where you guys stay with your team in the dorm rooms. You eat all your meals there. And when the owners bought that place about a year ago, they called and asked if I would be their general manager. And I drove down to see it because I hadn't seen it yet because I don't have boys. I have three daughters and they all played soccer. So I never watched little league baseball. I just watched soccer games. But um, I went down there I thought this was the coolest place in the world So I've been doing that ever since We're getting ready for next season And the funny thing is In southwest Missouri Even all summer with COVID um, You know One of our biggest competitors Is Cooperstown, New York Where they take teams there And they stay there And they play it where the Hall of Fame is They shut down the whole summer But we were open so we had more teams coming from New York to Washington to Texas. We had teams from everywhere, and we had a great summer. We had no problems with COVID, and uh, we're getting planned, ready to start in March again this year. Tell your teams to come to Branson, Missouri, and I'll give you a really good deal.
1: You mentioned before, like, the Mets getting door, I have another Indians-related question. How do you feel about them changing their name?
2: um i think it's probably time you know i love the indians i love chief wahoo as their mascot and i sitting here in my office i could show you guys like 30 pictures of chief wahoo but if it's offensive to a group of people then it's time and my vote for a new name i guess in 1890 the original name of the Indians was the Cleveland Spiders. So there's no other major sports franchises called the Spiders, so I think they could make that pretty cool. And it's kind of their history because that's what they were about 100 years ago.
0: We're going to move on to some rapid-fire questions.
2: What's your favorite hobby? Golf.
1: What do you think your favorite coach you've ever had is?
2: Um, Jack Aker, my pitching coach in Cleveland.
0: What is your favorite moment in your career?
2: The first time I ran out of the bullpen in Baltimore, my first night ever in the big leagues, and I skipped AAA, so I never played AAA. I was in AA, got traded, went to spring training with the Indians. I made the team, and that night they opened the doors, and it was a sold out. You know, I had never pitched in front of more than 500 people in my life, and I ran on the field, and they had forty thousand people at the game. Pretty scary.
1: You, you said you like golf, but besides golf and baseball, what are your favorite sports?
2: Um, I love watching NFL football, but my number one sport to watch—I see, I think Jake—is that a UNC shirt? Yeah. I love college basketball. I've I've had season tickets to Missouri State for. 25 years. I go to any NCAA regionals I can. it took us to go to the Final 4 last year and of course it got canceled. Um love basketball. Love college basketball.
0: What's your favorite sports movie?
2: Sports movie, Major League.
1: And I'm just like your favorite movie, not sports.
2: Favorite movie. I would say any James Bond movie.
1: I've never seen that, but I've been told they're good, and I think I should see them.
2: You've never seen one of them?
1: I'm not the biggest movie guy, which isn't the best thing.
2: Come on, Jake. Get out. (laughs) There's supposed to be a new one coming out. It was supposed to come out over the summer, but they delayed it because of COVID. It will come out sometime in the spring. You got to go. Who
1: do you think your favorite catcher was to throw to?
2: Favorite catcher was Pudge Rodriguez in Texas.
1: I actually got his
0: autograph last year on a
1: show.
2: I do too. He uh, he's in the Hall of Fame now.
0: What's the first thing you want to do after COVID ends? What are you looking forward to?
2: Um, just you know, being able to go places and visit older relatives and give people a hug when you see them, and just stuff that you can't do right now. It's just really getting old, and um, hopefully everyone can get their vaccine and guys your age are fine you'll be fine um just keep wearing your mask and and it'll all be good but yeah i'm just i just i i don't think we're it's ever going to be normal like before covid but i think it'll be pretty close and i think everyone's looking forward to being normal again where restaurants and bars and stores can open and you can go visit people you know it's hard right now my mom is 80 years old so she she even gets nervous when we come to visit because, you know, she's old enough, if she got it, it probably wouldn't be a good thing for her.
0: That's actually going to wrap up our interview. Um, thank you so much, Scott, for joining us. We hope you have a great day and to stay you safe. To the listeners, please make sure to like, comment, and follow us on Instagram and listen to this on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thank you, Scott, and have a great day. Stay safe.